This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Montgomery, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. bombs and everything but in like manner it's a warfare going on for the souls of man you know a, a war against us especially as believers because we are the we are the army of God part of the host of God amen to to take back what is his it's his but we're we're we're, we're redeeming or taking back what belongs to us as the children of God. God, when he created the heavens and the earth, he gave it to Adam. He gave it to Adam. That was the male and the female. He gave it to them. Amen? And he told them to subdue it. Amen? To, to Basically to rule in it. You know? But because of that thing we mentioned when we're taking up the offering, uh, 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 disobedience, a lack of worship in one place, you know, because of the deception of the enemy who is against us, they lost it all. You know, but God already had a plan. He knew they were going to do it, and he already had a plan. That's how much the love of God was at work. Even before they even did it, God already had a plan because he knew they would do it. But his love for them, his love for us, his love for you and me was so, so great that he said, even though they're going to disobey me and lose everything, I'm going to show them how much I love them. I'm going to redeem it. Where redeem means to buy back. I'm going to buy it back. Because legally, it belonged to the enemy then. Now, God was total owner of it because the Bible said the earth is the Lord, the fullness thereof, and all the world that they that dwell therein. But man lost his authority. He lost his righteousness with God. He lost uh, 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 everything that God had given him to rule and reign in this earth. He lost it through disobedience. He sinned. And sin cost. It's a high price to pay. Amen. But God had an answer for sin in his son, Jesus. Amen? And Jesus paid the highest price that could be paid. Showed the greatest love that could ever be shown. Scripture says there's no greater love than this, than a man lay down his life. Or a woman. Man, it's talking about man. It's talking about mankind in that aspect. Lay down their life for a friend or for a brother or sister. Amen? That's the greatest love because you consider something valuable that you're willing to give just like daddy did. Daddy gave his all when he gave Jesus because really he was giving himself. Amen? And so God had a plan to redeem it back. So we're, we are in a battle. And Jesus said, I came to seek and to save that which was lost. What man lost, Jesus got it back. But he didn't just get, you know, just get it back to give us, give it, give us what was in the condition it was. He's going to make it all new again. He's redeeming it all. Amen. Making it better. So, um, go ahead and turn to uh, uh, the book of Joshua. Worth of a soul. We're talking about prayer. Spirit-led warfare. Amen. The worth of a soul. Before I, before I do that, I'm, uh, while you're turning to uh, Joshua, I'm going I'm to read, because I want to read our foundation scripture here in Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 53. 
because it, it gives a great definition or a great, uh, uh, it declares it, you know, the worth of a soul or what, what Jesus went through and the, what God's heart was like when he was allowing him to go through this. Amen. And uh, uh, it starts off with this, which I believe is a very important statement. It's, it says, who has believed our report? Or our testimony or what we're saying to them. And for whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of dry ground. He has no form or comeliness, and when we, and when we see him, there's no beauty that we should desire him. You know, Jesus didn't come as the, uh, uh, what they call him, the, the, uh, uh, the role, or they call him in Hollywood sex symbols or whatever. You know, he didn't come as some, you know, guy with his you know t-shirt on and his chest whatever you know all the muscles and everything and looking like well who is who is the look the who's the standard now Robert well he used to be Robert Redford or whoever who oh he's old now but so <laughs> she said Arnold Schwarzenegger but <laughs> but you know what I'm talking about he didn't come like that so people are just flock after him because of the way he looked that he had no beauty that we should desire him. Amen. Uh, 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 you know, there was nothing that was so appealing that, you know, I'm going to just go hang around him because he just looks good. Amen. He is despised and rejected by men. That's how they saw him. A man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid as it were our faces from him he was despised and we did not esteem him think about that the creator of everything the one who breathed in us to give us life that daily you know made sure we had food to eat and water to drink you know gives us protection all the time they did not even esteem him, count him a value or worry. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. That word grief in the, in the Hebrew is, is talking about uh, uh, sicknesses. And, and carried our sorrows, and it's talking about pains. You know, but to be grieved or, or have sorrow, it is like that. A sickness and a pain. It, if you let it get to that level. Yet we esteem him stricken and smitten by God and afflicted. They thought he was being punished because God didn't like him or because what he was saying wasn't true. But he was, this is the reason it was happening, demonstrating the love of God, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He's stepping in, the, stepping in our play. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. And by his stripes, by his stripes, we what? We are healed. Mm. Let that soak in. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He was led as a lamb to the slaughter. Think about it. Doing this, not because he did something wrong, but because we did. He didn't even open his mouth when they were taking it out on him. Say, well, wait a minute, why y'all doing this? I didn't do it. They did it. I'm just taking that place. No, he didn't do that. He was taken from prison and from judgment. And who will declare his generation? For he was cut off from the land of the living. For the transgression of my people he was stricken. 
and they made his grave with the wicked. But with the rich at his death, because he had done no violence, nor was any deceit in his mouth, yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He has put him to grief when you made his soul an offering. When we just got through talking about the offering, when you're giving your tithes, you're giving yourself. Jesus is offering. God made his soul an offering for sin. He shall see his seed. He shall prolong his days. And the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. He shall see the labor of his soul and be satisfied. By his, by his knowledge, my righteous servant, this is God talking, shall justify many, for he shall bear their iniquities. Therefore I will divide him a portion with the great, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he poured out his soul unto death. Nobody took it. He poured it out of himself. And he was numbered with the transgressors, and he bore the sin of many and made intercession for the transgressors. The worth of a soul. In Joshua chapter, I didn't give you the chapter, did it? Chapter 5. The worth of a soul. We're talking about prayer. You know, right at the end of that chapter, it said something. Uh, in verse 12 at the uh, uh, end of it. It said, and he bore the sin of many, and he made intercession intercession for the transgressors. Jesus came and got between that's what the definition of the word intercession means, stand in the gap. He got between death between us and death by receiving our sin. He got between death, he got between also God's wrath and judgment that would have been against us because of sin. And he came and got between it. He came and interceded for us who were transgressors. He said, Father, no, not your wrath and judgment against them, but let it come to me. He did that. He became an intercessor. Communing with the Father, saying, I'll receive what is due them. So we could receive who he is. Amen? He considered us valuable. He considered you and me worth it. He considered your household worth it. We're talking about household salvation. But not just, you know, I'm going to digress a little bit. Years ago, you know, when I first got born again, you know, you know, I mean, I, I was tell I, I called mama, I called my brothers and sisters, and I, I tell them about Jesus. You know, mama actually already knew, but you know, she went, you know, I wanted to, you know, anyway. <laughs> I was telling them about Jesus, you know, I call them, you know, and, and mama listened, you know, but my brothers and sisters, you know, once I started talking about Jesus, okay, I got to go, you know, or, or click, you know. You know, but, but I wanted to see my family saved, you know? 
And so I wasn't ashamed of God. So I started telling them, you know, because I was out there. You know, I was a wretch, a real wretch, a real, real wretch. But uh, uh, we won't go into details. But, you know, I, was, I, was, I wanted them to get what I, what I had. Someone had got a hold of my life and transformed it. You know, and he's still transforming it today. He, he's not finished, amen? You know, the Bible says of the Holy Spirit, he's changing us from glory to glory into that very image of the one who stood in the gap for us, amen? So I began to tell them, uh, you know, about what happened to me, you know? And like I said, my brother says, they click, you know? And I remember after doing that one time, you know, uh, uh, I heard the Holy Spirit say, he said, uh, 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 stop preaching to your, to, your, to your family. And I said, well, I thought you told us to go in all the world and preach the gospel to all creatures. You know, I did. I mean, it was like, just like that. You know, he said, I did. He said, but then he said this, what does my word say? What does my word say? And then he began to tell me what the word said, you know. And he began to quote John 3, 16. And he said, what else did I say? And he began to quote, said, you know, if the gospel is hid, it's hid from those whom the God of this world have blinded their mind, lest they should see the light of the glorious gospel in the face of Christ, you know, and be converted. And then he said, what else did I say? He said, did not I say if, they believe, if, if you believe on me, you shall be saved and your house? You know, and then he said, what else did he say? And he began to tell, give me, he began to give me really a pattern or, or, or a way to reach my family. But first he had to show me and get my heart to say, okay, I'm saved. Therefore, my family is going to be saved. I don't have to worry. I don't have to, I don't have to minister to them or try to give the gospel to them in such an urgent way. I need to be urgent, but not out of way of worry or, you know, but out of way saying, okay, I, I, there's confidence that they're going to be saved. You know? And so, you know, uh, 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 and so I did that, you know? Uh, uh, within, and I, I want it to take too long to, but within a year's time, you know, both my brothers, my sister, uh, a couple of cousins, like I said, mom was already saved, but she was, there's something else she had to receive. But, you know, uh, uh, but within a year's time, all of them were born again. All of them were born again because I, I did what he said. I, I prayed and I said, and, and see, after he had told me, I began to pray because that's what he was telling. I began to pray and I believe I said, Father, I call him saved because you said, if I believe, I shall be saved in my house. You know, and I believe, and I left it at that. And then I waited for Daddy to open the door. I, I prayed for laborers to go across their path because he told me about that and all those things. But you know what? The thing is, I got to lead every one of them to the Lord. You know, and that might not happen in every case, but I did, you know. And so, you know, uh, 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 I heard that, you know, and I began to stand in the gap. But anyway, uh, 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 you know, the Apostle Paul, uh, let me get back on my subject, amen. Uh, the Apostle Paul, who by faith understood the things of the kingdom of God and what our Lord Jesus meant when he said in Matthew eleven twelve, the kingdom of God suffereth or allows violence and the violent does what? Take it by force. That's part of what I was doing. But I, I was taking it, I took it by force first in the spirit, in prayer. Amen. And likewise, as the scripture reads in the 11th chapter of the epistle of Hebrews, in, in the first part of the verse, we must understand by faith. Understand by faith. We can't figure things out ourselves, but our understanding comes by first just believing uh, uh, faith or number one, receiving and, and, and believing and acting on what daddy says amen amen and so uh, uh uh these same principles in order to be victorious in our spiritual battles that it, that we are or may become engaged in and against the enemies of our lord jesus christ for the souls of mankind and the kingdom of god amen so we're going to explore 
uh, we're going to look at this spiritual uh, uh, battle, and, uh, uh, but also a natural battle that happened in, in Joshua's time. Amen. And so, yet, uh, Joshua chapter 5. Amen. Let's look at verse 13 here. You know, Joshua was, uh, was uh, Moses' uh, armor bearer, or his aide, amen? And so, you know, you, you know the, most of you know the story. If you don't, you're going to have to go back and read it in Exodus. <laughs> I don't have time to get all in detail it right now. But, you know, the children of, uh, of, of Israel were in Egypt. You know, God sent them there during the time of Joseph. You know, he sent Joseph there first. And he went through some things, you know, I could tell you about that and go through those prints, but he went through some things, went through prison, went through being lied on and all those things, sold into Egypt by his own family, his own brothers, amen? And, you know, you might be trying to witness some people that want to sell you somewhere, but, but you know what? Joseph never demonstrated hate to him. He kept, he kept his heart in connection and fellowship with God. Amen. And, 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 and he didn't hold bitterness or anything against him. And because of that, God, even when he got done wrong, God would elevate him. Would begin to promote him. Amen. And then he got accused and went to prison. But even in the prison, Joseph took over the prison. Amen. And so no matter what situation you're in, God can, and it seems to be against you, God can, you know, if you keep your attitude right and keep that communion with God, he can elevate you in it and put you in charge. Amen. But, uh, uh, and so, you know, uh, and, and then he brought him to be second in command in all of Egypt. And Egypt was kind of like the United States of that day. They were the world superpower. Amen. And he was in control. And all the, all the nations were come, you know, God did some things and he ended up saving Egypt and Israel. But anyway, uh, uh, you know, so uh, children of Israel were there 400 years because God had told Abraham, even before Joseph ever came on the scene, that uh, uh, there was going to be a dark period. He showed him in, in, a, uh, in a vision, you know, in a, uh, in a trance, you know, showed him that his, his children, his, his people who, who he was going to raise up were going to be in bondage for about 400 years. And so Israel, after Joseph, you know, they were there about 400 years. You know, but then God raised up a man called Moses. Amen. He raised up a deliverer and he set him free, you know, and brought him out of Egypt with signs, miracles, and wonders. Amen. And see, God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And God still is the God of signs, wonders, and miracles. Amen. But God does his signs, wonders, and miracles through his people. Through you, through you and me. You know? But Moses was a man who was humble. He yielded himself to God. Amen? And so, but anyway, Moses brought him out, you know, and then the people began to complain. Sometimes the people you're going to be ministering to, you know, end up complaining against you even though you're trying to help them. Amen? But we got to keep our attitudes right. You know, sometimes we got to repent like I have to do a couple times. But, you know, but when you get it right, God, be still, God, God begins to move. Amen. If you do it wrong, just go to God. Say, oh, I'm sorry. Forgive me. Uh, you know, help me. Help my attitude because I want to, you know, just kind of, you know, whatever. But, you know, but I want to be right because I want to walk like Jesus walked. I want to love people. You know, I want to be quick to forgive. Amen. You know, I want to, uh, 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 you know, be somebody who gives something of value, even to those who, who don't like me. Amen. So uh, uh, Moses brought him out, you know, and, he, you know, because they didn't do everything God says, you know, not Moses, but the people, they end up spending 40 years in a place that they were only a, maybe a, 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 a couple of days journey from. From their inheritance, God, God had promised them of, you know, a land flowing with milk and honey, you know, and all those things. But they end up not going into it, that generation at that time. Only the people who were 20 and under 
and Joshua and Caleb were able to go in too because, you know, Joshua and Caleb believed God. Amen. They believed the word of God. Amen. And we need to believe the word of God. Amen. Which means we got to be in the word. Hello. We got to be in that word to believe it. Amen. You know, faith cometh by and hearing by the what? Word of God. Amen. And when you hear the word of God, faith is in it. But faith alone ain't enough. You know, you're not really believing until you take the faith you had and begin to act on it. That's what believing is. It's the process of faith. You're acting on what you receive from God. Amen? And so Joshua was that, and Caleb were that kind of person. So uh, it brings us up to this place where they crossed over to Jordan, you know, and, and they're getting ready to go into a battle. Because the land that God had promised them over that 400 years and so, you know, other people had grown up in it. You know, Abraham, you know, it was given to Abraham, but Abraham didn't really possess it like there. Israel was going to possess it. And, and really, during that 400 years, God really allowed other people to build it up. Because <laughs> they grew some grape vines that had grapes so big and all these palm grapes, everything. So, but, 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 but it belonged to Israel. Amen. So sometimes what God promised you, somebody else might have right now. And they might just be preparing it for you. Amen. Now don't go and try to be, you know, listen to God. Be in communion with him through his word, through in prayer and worship. Amen. So, uh, man, I'm, <laughs> I'm already over time. <laughs> uh, Joshua chapter 5, verse 13. Y'all know me. Amen. Joshua chapter 5, let's look at verse 13. You got you to gotta answer some questions in spiritual warfare. Whose side are you on and who is in charge? We must settle this issue. Amen. In Joshua chapter 5, verse 13, it says, And it came to pass when Joshua was by Jericho, and there, that's where their first battle was going to be. And Jericho was a fortified uh, 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 city who was, it had a fortress with walls so thick and everything that people just couldn't get in. You know, they didn't have to really worry about an outside enemy. Amen. And so uh, 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 they came, Israel came, Joshua was out there when Joshua was by Jericho that he lifted his eyes and looked and behold, a man stood opposite him. A man stood opposite him. I ain't got time to go into what the Hebrew says, that word man, because well, I'll say one thing, it meant champion. One of the words, mean, one of the meanings of it is champion. You know, now Joshua might not have known he was a champion, but that's, you know, God did. Stood opposite him with his sword drawn in his hand, and, and Joshua went to him and said to him, Are you for us or for our adversaries? Sometimes, you know, you wonder about people. Say, I, well, I thought they were my friend. Now, whose side you really on? Sometimes you got to talk to yourself that way. Now, whose side you on? Why are you acting like that? Whose side you on? You belong to Jesus or not? You're a child of the king. Come on now. Okay, verse 14. So he said, no. And one translation said, neither. Ooh, man, this guy's got a sword drawn. And he said, oh, I don't neither. Because he had a statement to make. But as commander of the army of the Lord, I have now come. Commander. See, that was Jesus pre-incarnate. Showing up in another, another form looking like a man, a champion. You know? And Josh said, whose side you on? Joshua probably had his hand on his sword, or at least drawn, because the other man is on hand. Uh, Joshua was a warrior, too. So Josh said, Who, wait a minute, whose side you on? 
we're going to have to throw down here or we're going to hook up together. He said, neither. I come to take over. And see, so we need to let God come in to our circumstances and our situation. Not only as individuals, but our families. This body right here, you know, you know, this city, this state. We need to invite him in and say, Lord, you're God. You take over. You're the commander. You take over. You draw your sword and let's go. Like BT, I love BT. BT is like that, but BT said, okay, God, where, where, where's the next fight? <laughs> you know, we need to be like that with Jesus, you know. That fight is a fight of faith. It's a fight of love. Amen. Seeing the devil destroying people's lives on your job or whatever. And you see them, you know. Don't just sit there and say, oh, poor them, you know. If they knew Jesus, they wouldn't have to go through that. No. The devil out to take everybody out, whether you're saved or not. You know, you need to say, okay, God, you know, I got my hand on my sword, the word of God, the sword of the spirit. How can I, what do, do you want me to go over there and say something to him, encourage him, or, or just pray? You know, not, not condemn. Because we, we don't know why they're in that situation or why they act in that way. Even if they act in that way against you. You know? Amen? And so, uh, uh, you know, look what Joshua did next when the, the Lord told him, I have come, now come. And Joshua, verse 14, the second part, and Joshua fell on his face to the earth and worshiped and said to him, What does my Lord say to his servant? Amen. You know, we need to acknowledge the one in charge. Proverbs 3, 6 says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and don't lean to your own understanding. Because Joshua's looking at this thing and saying, man, that's, my father's already told me that, that thing is fortified. How are we going to do this, you know? You know, trust in the Lord, with all of your heart, and lean not to your own understanding. And then it says, and acknowledge him in all your ways. In other words, just don't make your plan how you're going to do it. You know, we need to get the instructions from God. Amen. We need to position ourselves for his instruction. And Joshua positioned himself, and he just laid on down and worshiped. And said, I'm your servant. What you got for me to do? Amen. How are we going to do this thing? Amen. And in positioning ourselves, uh, you also, uh, you know, as far as talking about acknowledging him, you can also look at Acts chapter 9, uh, verses 1 through 6, and Romans 8, 4, 8 14. That Romans 8, 14 says, uh, they that are led by the Spirit of God, they are the what? Children are the sons and daughters of God. Amen. So we got to get in the right position to be led, not to try to take the lead from God. Amen. And by us being led, God will make you a leader down here that can lead others and give them the instruction that God gives you. Uh, 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 in positioning ourselves for instructions, you know, we see that Joshua humbled themselves. He made himself low. Amen. Uh, uh, go ahead and turn over to Acts chapter 9. Since Acts chapter 9. Acts chapter 9 and let's look at verse 5 and 6. This is Apostle Paul on the, or Saul at the time on the on the road to Damascus and God kind of interrupted his plan amen thank God he did because because he interrupted his plan we got the plan for our own lives amen and see sometimes God has to interrupt our plans but in verse 5 you know after Paul kind of 
humbled himself or was humbled by falling off with falling to the ground and he said he said who are you Lord then the Lord said I am Jesus whom you are persecuting it is hard for you to kick against the the goats or the pricks so he trembling and astonished said Lord see he called him Lord twice he recognized that there was somebody greater than him amen what do you want me to do then the Lord said to him arise and go into the city and you will be told what you must do see God got people here on earth to tell us what to do you know sometimes he'll tell us straight but sometimes God used people he used Pastor Norris every Sunday to tell us what to do giving us instructions from the word amen and, and you know and he encourages us to get in word and prayer you know because you know the instructions you all the instructions you get here there are still other instructions daily that God wants you to get that he wants to give you so you need to be in the word you know and so uh uh first Peter chapter 5 turn over there real quick First Peter chapter 5. Let's look at verse 5 through 7. It says, likewise, you younger people. Oh, I'm in the wrong. Am I in the right place? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, likewise, you younger people, but really all people. But this the second part of this is what I'm going to talk about. Submit yourselves to your elders. Yes, all of you be submissive to one another and be clothed with humility. For God does what? Resist the proud. Now, if you want to get somewhere, you're trying to press forward somewhere and God start resisting you, you think you're going to get somewhere? <laughs> nope you know and if you keep pressing hard enough you might hurt yourself it ain't gonna be God hurting you because God don't want to hurt you amen but God resists the proud and gives grace to the humble gives grace to the humble therefore humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that you may he may exalt you at the right time. Sometimes we try to get ahead of God. And how do we humble ourselves? Casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. Give it to God. Give it to God. Don't try to figure out your own plan of how you're going to attack this or do this thing. Get instructions from God and see, he'll give you what to do because he cares for you. He knows what to do. When we try to figure this thing out ourselves or try to, you know, manipulate our little plans and try, in it, trying to manipulate God, say, God, if you do it the way I want you to do it and everything, you know, it's going to be good, you know. And then when it don't turn out good we'd be like them Israelites in the desert God look for did you bring us out here to die you know or why did, why'd you do all this you know God we could have we could have stayed in Egypt and ate onions and leeks and all these and garlics you know you know and you brought us out here no water eat, eating this stuff called manna what is it you know and begin to complain and then stuff start happening and then he's like oh have mercy God your mercy you know but, you know, if we give it to him and don't try to do it our way, God's got a plan. A plan that, 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 that uh, like it says, the uh, uh, blessings of the Lord makes and adds no sorrow to it. Rich in every way, whether it be finances and, and peace and joy, whatever you're, dealing with our need amen health healing 
We can't figure out on our own plans for healings. I've tried that a couple of times and it don't turn out too good. But when we get the way and the word of the Lord, what he's saying to do, how he's saying to do it and when he's saying to do it, it's going to work out. He's going to turn what the enemy meant for, for our good. Amen. So we humble ourselves and receive his instruction just like Joshua did there in, uh, uh, in, in Joshua 5, 14 that we read and also we saw how Paul, you know, he heard instruction going to the city and Paul did. He went into the city and God uh, uh, told him he'll get further instructions there. Amen? So, and the next thing we need to do in positioning ourselves for, uh, to receive instructions is preparing for the battle. Preparing for the battle. Now, in every case, you not always have opportunity to prepare for the battle gets there. Sometimes a battle comes and you wasn't expecting it. It just shows up, you know. And, you know, if you hadn't been in the Word in this case and all those things, you know, you know, it's kind of tough to try to catch up, but you can do it, you know. Because we have a name that is above every name. And the scripture says, all that call upon the name of the Lord shall be. Amen. But it's best to be prepared. You know, God spoke some, some things to me. Pastor Nora was prophesying, I think, a couple Sundays ago. And I came up here and said, you know, God spoke a similar thing, you know. And, and God said in it, you know, I'm not going to go all that he said. But in it, he said, he said, be ready and get my people ready. You know. That's what, that's what Pastor Norris and, and, and anybody God sends before you to give you the word. He's preparing us for something. He wants us ready. He don't want us trying to catch up, you know. He wants us ready, you know, because people get hurt or even die if they're not ready, you know. But if we're ready, if we're being prepared and we make ourselves ready, guess what? We got it. Amen. We got it. Amen. You got it. Because you got the word in you. Amen. So uh, uh, prepare for the battle. Uh, 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 turn back uh, to Joshua chapter 1. About all my. <laughs> Y'all know me. I, I ain't going to even try to explain. Ah. <laughs> uh, Joshua chapter 1. Y'all give me a few more minutes. Okay, thank you. Amen. Thank you, brother. I let him know you said that and I didn't. But anyway, and I am on God's time. You're right. All right. Joshua chapter 1, uh, verse 6. We're talking about preparing for the battle. First thing we need to do is be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. Job, uh, uh, verse 6. Be strong and of a good courage. God, this is God speaking to Joshua. He had told him, he said, Moses dead. You know? And he wasn't saying that in a, you know, a, a demeaning way. He said, hey, let go. It's time for you to stand up. We got some business to take care of. Amen. And see, we need to let go of some things in our life that are dead, you know, that we keep trying to bring up or hold on to and mourning about. God said, shake yourself. Get out of it. Jesus took your grief and your sorrow. Why do you need it? Amen? You know, get up. There's some things that got to be done. Amen? Be strong and of a good courage. God's speaking to him. For this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law, or we could say all the word or instructions which Moses my servant commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left that you may what? Prosper wherever you go. Amen. And also in verse 9, 
Have I not commanded you, be strong and of a good courage. Do not be afraid nor dismayed. For the Lord your God is where? With you. Oh, glory to God. He's with us. Wherever you go. Amen? So we need to be strong and of a good courage. And see, when God's speaking to you, be strong, good courage, guess what he's imparting to you? Be strong. Remember, it's the same as the thing about the tithe. When you give God that, what he's told you to give him, he speaks a word, a benediction, and it becomes in you and begins to be alive and make, start making manifest. So when, when we get in this word and we say, God said, don't be afraid, be strong and be of courage. Guess what starts happening when you, you receive that word in you? Strength starts happening. Courage starts coming up, you know, that you didn't even know was there. Amen? And you got the word in you. Ephesians chapter 6, you don't have to turn there because we're running out of time. We don't ran out of time. But anyway, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 says, Be strong in the Lord and in the power of whose might? His might. See, you don't have to be strong by yourself or in yourself. You can't handle it. You can't deal with it. But in the Lord. It's in him. In Christ. Amen. So the, in, uh, 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 in uh, Hebrews 4.16 also talks about, you know, coming boldly. So when you got strong and good courage, man, you're going to be bold. You're going to say, okay, yeah, you want some of this? Devil, you know you want some of this? What you say you're going to do? What you trying to do to me? You want some of this? Oh, you didn't have enough of my elder brother. You might can't see him right now, but he's right on the inside. So you want some of this? You know, not in arrogance, but you, you're in boldness. Not because you think you can handle the devil, but because you got somebody on the inside of you. Amen? Amen? I remember I was in the hospital. You know, the devil's, you know, when that COVID thing hit, I was on the first party, you know. I, you know, I had such a peace. Thank God for Mitch, you know. You do find out who your friends are when things hit, you know. But you know what? I was in the hospital, you know, but I had such a peace. I did. See, I was prepared. But I also had people praying for me. I knew that, you know. But I had a peace, you know. I wasn't worried. I did more ministering in there than anything. To the nurses and to the doctors. You know? I knew I was coming out. There was a confidence I was coming out. I just felt so bad. <laughs> you know? And daddy had to take care of that and he used some people to help it. But even them, you know, I know Mitch told me, they didn't tell me this, but Mitch had told me, said, you know, they had called him because he was my contact person. Because I live up there near them. And they had told him, said, you know, uh, uh, and they got honest with him and said, he, you know, he's. Uh, we can't do nothing else for him. He's going to have to fight. You know? Well, they didn't tell me that. <laughs> you know? But I wasn't worried anyway. You know? I knew who was on the inside of me. I knew I was coming out because I knew I wasn't. My, my assignment ain't finished. Amen? But anyway, and he brought me out. Praise God. So, uh, uh, we also have to understand our enemy. So, 2 Corinthians. Turn to 2 Corinthians. I'm already over, y'all, so, you know, it's all right. Thank you. I don't, I don't want to abuse your time. I, I'm not trying to do that, but I want to get you something because, you know what, some things are coming. Actually, some things are already here, but there's some other things coming. And we need to be a prepared people, amen? And we need to not only be there prepared for ourselves, but for others out there that God's called us to reach. Amen? Uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 2. Uh, get over there. Verse 11. We got to understand our enemy, because if we don't, Something to happen. 
Uh, now let me, let me back up to verse 10. Now whom you forgive, anything I also forgive. For if indeed I have forgiven anything, I have forgiven that one for your sakes in the presence of Christ. Lest Satan, verse 11, lest Satan should take advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices, his schemes, his plans. Amen? So we got to know the enemy. You know, when you know the enemy, you got half the battle already won. Amen? You know, when you stand against somebody standing against you, and you don't know they got the ability to take you out, and you just go up there any kind of way, thank you, you got it made, you're in trouble if they got something that can take you out. But if you know and you come prepared, then you got more of a balance there, amen? So we don't need to be ignorant of the devils who is Satan, his devices. That's why we got to get in the Word and, 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 and find out what God says about our enemy, amen? Uh, uh, and in Ephesians 6, 11, uh, verse 11 and 12, it says that, for we war not against flesh and blood. We're not fighting other people, even though the enemy uses other people. You know, something, and, and, and hear me when I say this, you know, and, and I agree with it, you know, but I want to kind of add something to it. You know, uh, you know, we say people not our enemy, and they're not. I agree with that. But Jesus said, love your enemy, and he wasn't talking about the devil. Jesus didn't call us to love the devil or his demons. He was talking about people. But he, he labeled them enemy in that particular things. And what that meaning in this, and why I agree with that people are not our enemy, is that that's not how we should see them. Except for that the enemy is using them. That's the aspect of what Jesus is talking about. Sometimes the enemy will use people to be your enemy. But you got to look beyond that and see what Jesus sees in them. Amen? So, uh, uh, so he said, we don't war against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness. And in one place it says, Spiritual wicked, a host of wickedness. And sometimes these spiritual wickedness in high places are hosted in someone. Sometimes a national leader. Sometimes a group or organization, you know, against God. Trying to steal, kill, and destroy the modus operandi of the devil. Amen? So that's where our battle is. It's a spiritual battle. Amen? And you can't fight a spiritual battle with natural weapons. Amen? So we got to know our enemy. In 1 Peter 5, 8, 9, it says, you know, uh, uh, be sober, be vigilant for your adversary. The devil goes about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. That word seeking has a double meaning. It, it means he's seeking for bad reason, but it also carries a connotation for a good reason. One of that definition means to worship. To worship. See, when we seeking God, seeking after him, says seek him, and you, he, you'll find him when you seek for him with all of your heart. You know, that's worship. That's going after him. But the enemy means it for evil to seek, just like some people use it too, to seek you like a stalker or somebody trying to steal, kill, and destroy. Amen? So they recognize that there's an enemy out there after you. You know? And don't just live saying, well, okay, sirrah, sirrah, whatever going to be, going to be. You know? If God going to protect me, he going to protect me. You know? Make it in the Word. See what God said, how he's going to do it, and what you need to do. Amen? Put on the whole what? Amen. So, uh, 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 which is the next step? Put on the whole armor of God, which is also in, 
Ephesians chapter 6, and you need to read that when you go home. I don't have time to do that right now, but there's some armor. And another place you'll find that armor too, not only in Ephesians uh, verse 6 through 10 through uh, 17, but also in Romans 13, 12, if you want to write this down. And also 2 Corinthians uh, uh, chapter 6 verse 7 and 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 8. I'll give that to you one more time. Ephesians 6, uh, uh, you can say 11 through 17. Romans 13, verse 12. And 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 7. And 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 8. I'm on my last part. Five minutes. Everybody good? The restaurant's still beating up. engage the enemy not enough just to know him but you gotta engage him because he's gonna engage you anyway and if he engaging you but you're not engaging him you're just gonna be a punching bag getting whipped all on amen so we gotta engage the enemy stay in the spirit john chapter 6 uh, uh verse 63 uh verse 63 Real quick here, I'll turn over there. It says, amen. It is the spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you are spirit and life. Amen. And in and, and, uh, Romans chapter 8 verse 5 also. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. Amen? And also verse 17 uh, of that same chapter. Make sure I'm reading that right. Oh, that's 5 through 17. Okay. Uh let me go ahead and uh, uh, finish reading. For to be carnally minded is what? Death. So we don't want to be in the natural. We want to be in the spirit. But to be spiritually minded is what? Life and peace. If there ain't no peace in the situation you're dealing with, it might be a hint that you might not be in the spirit that you might be trying to handle this thing yourself. That's right, brother, from the flesh. Amen? So, because the carnal mind is an enemy against God, for it is not subject to the word or law of God, nor indeed can be. Let your reason go. Amen? So then those who are in the flesh cannot please God. And the Bible says in Hebrew uh, uh, 11, 6, without faith it's impossible to please him. So this is also saying there might be a problem you ain't in the spirit or you don't have some faith too. But you are not in the flesh but in the spirit if indeed the spirit of God dwells in you. Now if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he is not his. And if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is is life because of righteousness, because of what God did for you through Christ. He justified us. But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. So if you're facing a battle, you know, like sickness or something, you know, got to be in the spirit. Stay in the spirit. Fight that battle in the spirit. Amen? Amen? Fight it in the spirit. Yeah, God might give you instructions to go to the doctor and he might give you some things. Hey, do those things. Amen? But stay in the spirit. Amen?
Stay in the spirit. Keep listening to God, doing what he says. Amen. Trusting in who he is. He is the Lord that healeth us. Amen. He sent his word and healed us and delivered us from all our destructions. Amen. He took our infirmities and bore all our diseases. Amen. Amen. By his stripes, we are healed. In another place, Peter said, by his stripes, we were healed. Amen. Stay in the spirit. Stay in the spirit. Use your weapons. Use your weapons. I'm I'm going to just list these and give you the verses because I don't have time. Use your weapons. Praise and worship is a weapon. It's a weapon of the Spirit. Amen. Psalms uh, uh, 149, verse 6 through 9. Psalms 146, verse 6 through 9. Second Chronicles 20, verses 21 and 22. Talks about Jehoshaphat going out there. Amen. They went out praising. God said, you ain't going to have to fight the battle. And if God tells you that, don't try to fight the battle. Because you're going to end up getting in the way and it ain't going to come out. And you're going to be like, God, I thought you told me I didn't have to fight. Yeah, I did. But so why did you try to fight? Get yourself out the way and just start praising and worship. Amen. Amen. Uh, uh, then the blood of the Lamb. The blood of Jesus. Revelations 12, verses 10 and 11. And they overcame him by the what? The blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. Again, Ephesians 6, 13 through 17, the whole armor of God. Because it's not only defensive in some parts, but it's also offensive with that sword of the Spirit. Amen? Uh, and then prayer in the Spirit. Ephesians 6, 18 through 20. Romans 8, 26 through 28. Likewise, the Spirit himself also helps or takes alongside, like Pastor Noah says, come and aid with us. He don't do it all. He aids with us. Amen. In our weaknesses, in our infirmities. For sometimes we don't even know how to pray. But the Spirit himself makes, he comes and stands in the gaps. And Father, you know, uh, 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 you know, when you hear me, you're going to be hearing them. So I'm just going to take over and step in. You know, they might not even know I'm stepping in sometimes. But anyway, if they do, I'm taking over and making the request known to you. Amen. And then 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 2 through 5. The last step, and this is going to be it. Carry out the received instructions fully. Carry out the received instructions fully. And you, in Joshua, you'll see when you finish reading that in chapter 6, it goes into chapter 6 from chapter 5, where Joshua, they went and did what the Lord told them to do. Marching around the city once, one time every day for six days, don't, not opening their mouths, Keeping it closed, not complaining, not saying for or against, you know, just kept quiet. And then on the seventh day, they marched around seven times. And then at the end of that seventh march, they, uh, you know, Joshua, they obeyed the instructions. They say, shout, for the city is yours. Amen. So obey the instruction, and the walls fell down. We know this story. Walls fell down. And then in uh, Second Chronicles 20, amen. You know, Jehoshaphat, God told him you don't need to fight. He said, just send the praise and the worshipers first out there. And when they did that, they rose up. They First, they thanked God for the instruction, began to praise him and tell him how great in all this he is. And he is. Amen. And then the early the next morning, they said they rose up early. They were excited. They're going to, they, you know, they're going to a battle. They don't even have to fight. You know, so they got up early for that. You know, you might be getting ready for a battle and you don't want to get up early, but they got up early. And they went on out and marched out, putting the singers and the dancers in front, praising God, saying, praise you, Lord of hosts, for you are good. Your mercies endure forever. Amen. That's all they just went out singing that, singing that. And by the time they got there, God had sent embushments where they, the enemy started killing each other. You know, and when Israel got there, all they had to do is just, wait a minute, they're dead. And they just went and got the treasure because kings travel with their treasures. They, tra they just went and collected the goods. Amen. So whatever he, whatever he says, do it. John chapter 2, 5. When uh, Jesus' mom had, they came and, you know, said they don't have no wine. And Jesus, you know, what I got to do with this? You know, 
and the, uh, uh, and then she says, whatever he says, do it. Whatever he says, do it. John chapter 2, verse 5. In Matthew chapter 7, and I'm going to read that. Matthew chapter 7, verse 24. Verse 24. Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine, are you listening? Are you listening to what God's saying? You know, I might fumble along, but God's saying something. Whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken them to a wise person who built their house on the rock, and the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it did not fall. For it was founded on the rock. And the rock is the word. And the word is a person. Jesus. Amen. But it goes on in verse 26 and 27 said, But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish person who built their house on the sand. And the same rains came, descended, floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it fell. And great, great was the fall of it. Amen? So we want to be people who are doers of the word. Carry, we carry out the uh, instruction of the Lord. We don't want to be hearers only deceiving ourselves, but we want to be doers of the word amen 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 praise god thank you for listening uh, thank you father let's just stand if you're going through something be encouraged god's giving you instruction Amen. That means you're armed and dangerous right now to the enemy. Amen. So, like we just admonished, be doers of it. Amen. And if you need help, let a brother or sister know. Find somebody you trust that you can, you can say, hey, I'm going through this. You know? And if somebody tell you they're going through something special, they say don't tell nobody else, don't tell nobody else. You know? The Bible says if any two shall touch and agree, it's asking anything, the Father will do it for them. Amen? Amen? Daddy loves you. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.